My next guest on Tea Time with me, Ali Mondak, is Peter Isdell Carpenter. Peter has just written and released his first thriller, The Final Warning. He started to write the book for fun at the age of 80 and landed himself a publisher, Zuleika, in London. The book is set in the White House with the 46th president of the US as a key character. This week, the US presidential election is still going on. And if any of you feel like separating fact from fiction, then you will enjoy Peter's book. The book involves a conspiracy theory and does not have anything to do with Trump or Biden. Let's find out more. Well, welcome to Tea Time. It's, it's quite a, a strange time anyway, isn't it, with the presidential election? The 46th president of the United States of America. Very weird. Happening today. Happening today as we speak. It's a very strange situation that everybody's in because it's a 50-50 divide almost, isn't it? I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, I love America lots and lived there for a while. I'm married to an American. And um, I, I love the country and I love the people and they're in a bad shape. It's not good. No. It's, it's not good as well. Also, obviously, you know, the pandemic has, has played some part in that as well, hasn't it? Hasn't it just? Hasn't it? Yeah. Um, they don't need any more trouble, mind you, nor do we. No, I don't think anybody does, Peter. Uh, anybody no. does at all. So, I mean, your fascination with American politics started from a young age, didn't it? Fairly young. Um, I mean, I'm fairly old now, so it was quite a long time ago. I, I uh, studied politics at, at university and then went off to America, partly because of that, just to investigate further. And I worked out there for, uh, for quite a while and um, fell in love with the place. I just, I just adore it. I mean, it's size, it's stature, but it's people as well. And um, yeah, and I've been going back a lot since I had an American company I worked for in England, plus my American wife. And so we go back still quite a lot. Yeah, I love it to death. Super. So, I mean, back then when you first started to take an interest in politics, did you ever think about writing a novel, writing a book or not really? Not in the least. No, not in the least. I was in the advertising world. Um, the only, the only uh, quality I can uh, congratulate myself about is a wicked imagination. So perhaps a, a, an expert would have said, maybe you'll write a, a, you'll write a, a novel uh, to just dream it up. But no, I had no such plans. I was busy living life. Mm, definitely. So, I mean, how did the final warning come about, really? What, what in, I mean, we can see you know, what has inspired you to write this? Um, I mean, it, it's not such a far-fetched story, is it? <laughs> are you, there are, there are, there's more than one question in all, in all of that. How, how I came about it? Um, well, I, when I stopped full-time work, I uh, gave myself a little group of challenges uh, to keep me busy and, um, and having fun. Um, I took up art. I've got a, my wife is a brilliant artist, um, and I, I love doing that. But I remember a, um, a fellow pupil mistaking my daffodils for beach huts, and 
<laughs> this this is not a good sign. And I, I remember putting a, a door handle on each daffodil and, and, and stopping, and I never painted again. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to compose music. I used to play the piano, but somehow that didn't come about. And, and I wanted to write a book. I don't know what prompted it, but um, I thought, yeah, okay, okay, let's give it a go. Um, as to as to why why that story, well, I've said part of the reason. It was always, I think, going to be set in politics. I think it was always going to be set in America. Um, and I think because of this imagination thing, I think it was always going to be fiction because you can let your imagination run riot. Um, make anything up. Um, so, yeah, that's how it came about. Why a thriller? I don't... I'm not, I'm not sure. Again, no, I, I don't know. It just sort of came upon me. So, you, I mean, the, the, the main character in the role is the, the, the book, rather, is the um, 46th president um, of the United States and, yeah. and post-Trump and post-Queen um, Elizabeth is, is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, in, in your story. So this, this character, Adam Sokova, how did you create him? What what were the the was there was there anybody in life that you've come across that you kind of you mm. know sort of modelled him on? Hmm. Um, I don't think so, Ali. Um, it, it, the way it worked, given that I I knew it would be impossible, I I, I was sure it would be placed centred on the White House, and it would have to be out in the future for the fiction to be credible. Um, but funnily enough, the, the book took off once I had invented the other key character, who's a young guy called Chuck. He's Romanian. Um, and Chuck uh, is my favorite character in the whole book. And I, I loved the idea of a young intern, junior, junior level, getting a job in the White House and finding himself in a terrifying uh, conspiracy uh, and ending up allying himself to this, the president. Uh, what, whatever would happen, what could this conspiracy be and what, what would take place? So it was really Chuck who kicked it all off. Once I got him, and I remember, I remember writing about him one evening and coming back down the next morning and reading what I'd written and, and saying out loud, I said, good heavens, I had no idea he was going to be like that. <laughs> that's, that's fiction. It's brilliant because it just it just happens. Uh, once I got Chuck um, and the situation that he found himself in, that honestly, the story just took off. And it just, I mean, I was listening to John Grisham on, uh, on a television program, you know, the, the, the famous author. And he said, my advice to someone writing their first book, and of course, this was my first book, is do not start the book, don't start writing it until you know what the ending is. I hadn't got a clue what the ending I had absolutely no idea where this would take me. Um, and it was so much fun, just lots of momentum and cracking on. Yeah. Definitely. It, it sounds it. I mean, obviously, I haven't had a chance to read the book. I, I am looking forward to reading it. Well, I, um, won't tell you, I won't tell you the ending because it's an absolute, um, uh, yeah, it's a real knockout. Right. It, it's a cliff. No, well, not a cliffhanger. It's a no, secret. It, 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 it's a complete shock and surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. I know that, but I've had feedback. You know, the book was only published a month ago, but I've, I've had feedback and people are saying, um, I, I thought I knew where this was going, but no, I could never have guessed that that would be the end of it. So that's fun. Yeah, that's good fun. That is good fun. So, I mean, with in, in light of having accomplished this book, and you never thought you would get a publisher either, did you? Well, not, not really. I mean, like a lot of things that are fun to do, um, the doing of them is an end in itself, like, like painting. Uh, I, I was terrible at it, but while I was doing it, I was in heaven. Um, I didn't write this book to get it published. I didn't get it for commercial reasons. And I fear for people who are professional authors because they've got to get up every morning and work for X hours with a deadline for, you know, for their next book. I didn't have any of that. I wrote when I felt like it. Um, I just was having fun. Uh, but I did start to see that I was onto something. But it was the family, really, who asked to see what I was writing. And they started to say amongst themselves, so not to me to be polite, uh, you know, something, there's really something here. And I started for the first time to think, well, if it is any good, maybe I should pass it around. And as you know, I'm sure getting a publisher nowadays, there's so many good writers, so many books, particularly uh, with, uh, with this pandemic, of course, everybody sit down and write. I'd finished my book before then, but still. But um, yeah, it, it, it was. It, it just came to me that uh, I, I ought to pass around, see if there's anybody who liked it. And dear Zuleika, the publishers, came back and said, we think this is an absolute cobsmacking success. Um, and armed with that, you know, a third party who know what they're talking about, I, I went for it. That's so that, fantastic. I, I finished it a year ago. So I've been, we've been waiting. We thought it was quite a good idea to launch it now at the election time because it is all about the president yes 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 so the the 46th president of the united states of america yeah. uh, and, and what a cliffhanger that is you know in real life isn't it so um yes i should imagine that a lot of people will want to read the book uh, to have some sort of escapism as well from <laughs> That's been another another comment about it. So much that, that so much that's real is stressful at the moment and yeah, not 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 nice. Uh, let's let's read something which we can keep reminding ourselves is fiction. Of course, the question is could could what happens in the book happen in America? And to be honest with you, I think that America, as I think I was saying, is so divided now, so full of spite and anger and confusion uh, that the conspiracy that is at the heart of my book you really could imagine happening it stems from the dissatisfaction of very very senior people in the, in the country who uh, conspire with others outsiders to attempt to bring down the government not just bring down the government but actually bring the whole country to its knees and um, and the problem for the president is that he cannot come out into the open. He can't sort of send in the troops and arrest these people. He doesn't know who they are. And um, he only knows that they're probably some amongst his own team, which turns out to maybe be the case. And um, hence, 
bringing in little shark and saying, look, no one will recognize you. And if they do, they won't mind because you're just a junior, 21 year old. So I want you to go out and find out what the heck is going on here. Chuck just get, I mean, Chuck just lives with his chums. You know, he's just, he's just a lovely lad, as I say, living for, the, for today. And he gets sucked into this terrifying uh, ordeal and the deadline gets closer and the cobwebs get more enmeshed. Um, and, it, and it starts to involve an awful lot of people and places and situations. It gets more complicated. But it's a fast read. Short chapters, that's what someone said to me. If you want people to read your book and enjoy it, short chapters. Absolutely. Short yeah, I think, you know, people don't want to be, especially with a thriller, they don't want to be in suspense that long, do they? And, you know... They no, don't. they don't. They don't. They want, don't want to have to read page oh dear here's another and uh, here's another page they want they want it to move along um but they do need uh, a break i mean one of the things that people have said about the book is that at times it is very funny and the characters in it have a wonderful time with each other when they're not sucked into this vortex of terrifying stuff um and that acts as a bit of a relief you know, the scene changes and the uh, the way in which this bunch of friends in a bar in Washington, end up uh, meeting the, the president and, um, and, and and interacting with him on one of his happier moments. Um, there are plenty of light spots in the book to keep keep you from giving up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so I mean that that shows that you know it is fiction because you know in the, in the current state of affairs out in the United States, uh, there's no mm. let up, is there, really? There's no let up, and there's not a lot that's very funny either, or enjoyable, no. 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 So um, do you think this has inspired you maybe to to write a sequel? Could we, could we see Chuck having a comeback? Uh, could be, could be, it's a question I get asked. Um, people who have read the book struggle to imagine where the sequel would go, I can say no more. I have got an idea for another book, which my dear wife, Tony, is, I think, secretly a bit worried about, because she quite liked to have me back for a while. Um, but I have got an idea for a book, and it does feature a couple of the characters. Um, but it's not a direct sequel. It does, it's not like part two of the story, if you see what I mean. Um, right. It's, it's more a first cousin. Than, than a son, <laughs> put it that oh, way. <laughs> we're not going to give too much away. We've got we've got to get reading this book, haven't we, to know what's going we, on. You, you have, but I mean, I think the bug does get you. I, I, I know of more friends who would love to write a book, their, their life history or uh, a novel or whatever, and they dare not because they just... They, they can't bear the challenge. Once you've done it, um, you see what fun it is. And you just don't, don't get commercial about it. Don't worry about a publisher or will it make any money? That's, that's, that, it's a complete distraction. And um, I say to them, you know, you, I hear people saying, but I know, Peter, you wrote a book, but I know I can't. And I say to them, wait a minute. You only know that you don't know whether you can. It just change impossible to possible and give it a whirl. Um, and I, there are a couple of people I know who are doing exactly that. And they're, yeah, hey, maybe. You know? Absolutely. So, so I think that, 
I think there will be there, there probably will be another book. Right. Okay. So, and it will it be another thriller? Do you think it's going? Yeah. Thr you know, thrillers are going to be your your niche. Niche is a big word for for a, a single novel that I've written, but I know what you mean, and I think the answer will be yes. Thriller in some sense or another, a mysterious, worrying thing happening that has got to be sort of, you know, the answer's got to be found and the answer takes you that takes you here, then there, then then elsewhere. Yeah. I think so. I've got a friend who's in the publishing world and I asked him if he'd show the manuscript to his book side. Um, and uh, he said, yes, I will, of course I will, because you're a friend. But I've got to tell you, you know, as well as getting 30 or 300 manuscripts a week or something, uh, if they like it at all, they are going to say, um, how many books do you think this chap Peter is going to have in it? And he said, in all honesty, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to say, well, I'm very surprised he's lasted this long. <laughs> I mean, my 80th birthday in two weeks' time. <laughs> birthday happy birthday for you know two weeks time well you know what a birthday what a milestone and a celebration to be able to say you know you've had your first thriller published so well, i've got high hopes for you peter oh god bless you i i hope so i mean we've not been able to celebrate we we're gonna have a bit of a launch party and that hasn't hasn't happened but um we'll 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 find ways. It's going well. It, you know, Amazon is selling quite a lot. There are some lovely reviews on Amazon. That's what excites me. So, you know, when you write a book, it's all very well for your friends to say they like it, your family say they like it. But when it goes out to the public, they don't have to like it. It's no. money. And um, so when they write and say, wow, uh, that is a big buzz. And there's an audio uh, version out now. So um, that's exciting. Although, and the man is brilliant. I mean, he's got so many different voices and places and situations to, to, to read. He does it really well. But I can promise you it's a very odd thing to, have, to listen to somebody reading your book to you. That's, that's a funny feeling. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but how lovely as well. How, how lovely to think, you know, you've created this story um, and somebody is reading your book out loud. Mm. Um, Mm, yeah, it is. It's a, it's, it, it's a thrill. Yeah, no question. I, I, I happen to live in the same village where Jane Austen used to live, um, and people are teasing me that I'm, I'm the second famous author from Shorten in Hampshire. And I say, any suggestion <laughs> that we are compatible is, is pure fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, not 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 the sort of novels that Jane Austen would have read. No, because sort of, um, I think Jane Austen's would have been slightly tamer in comparison, to be honest. Um, I'm <laughs> not, not going. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't critique crit, critique Jane Austen. I think she's she's absolutely magical, uh, but a different line of attack to a book. Yeah. Well, I think every author has their 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 niche, don't they? They have their genre or you know their their particular style of writing. I mean, if you had to pick a, an author that you know perhaps you've um, not copied, but you know have really um, looked up to, enjoyed their works, 
and wanted, you know, been inspired to write with them, who who would that be? It's such a good question. Because um, when, when you're being inspired by somebody, uh, you don't know you are, if you see what I mean. It, it's, it's, it's kind of subconscious. I, I suppose the first person who, there are two that come to mind. One is Robert Harris, uh, yeah. who writes the most amazing fictional stories. But they, what I love about it is the way he takes a historic situation, a factual situation or, or place or both, and he makes a story within that that is itself riveting. I, I think that's so clever. And I suppose in a modest way, that's what I've tried to do by taking a real place, real situation, but weaving a fictional story within it. The other person who I love, I, I admire almost more than anyone, is, is Vikram Seth, who wrote A Suitable Boy that's been on television lately. He's Indian. And he wrote another book called An Equal Music, which I think is almost more superb. He actually writes a novel where he describes in words Beethoven's music. Now, that's just not possible. And yet you are riveted and you can hear. And I think that inspired me because I, I am musical in a modest sort of way. Um, those are, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure I've answered it. I think you have. I mean, it, it's a stylized of writing. And, you know, we, we all like different things, don't we? But, you know, Robert Harris, I, I've actually interviewed Robert Harris before. Okay. Um, yes, and he is an amazing author, no, quite quite rightly. And I can see how you would be inspired by somebody like him because I think to do anything like uh, to do anything that even faintly resembles or, or tries to resemble what he does would be such a challenge because his research, the depth of his knowledge and the and the breadth of his imagination is wonderful. Yeah. Yes. There are Robert. Sign my book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hopefully you will. Well, there you go. But, you know, it's all exciting stuff. So we can now um, buy the book from Amazon, can't we? The final warning. Yes, it's on. It's on Amazon. Um, it's it's now on on Amazon in America, which is interesting because how will America react to a Brit writing a story in America? Um, at the sort of heart of power. That'll be interesting. Yes, so it's, it's you can get it on Amazon, you can get it from all the, book, the big bookshops, Waterstones, etc. Um, and um, I just, I love it when people enjoy it as much as I did writing it. Oh, no, well, well that's lovely. And I'm sure they will. I, I'm actually itching to read it myself now. Because like you, I, I shared the same Sort of passion for for America and and U.S. politics, I have to say, completely fascinates me as well. I mean, it yeah. is fascinating way of having a democracy, isn't it? <laughs> really. Well, I mean, I, I I fear for democracy in America. I, I it, it's not how it was back in my day when I was living there. I always felt that Americans knew, and America knew where it was headed and how to get there. And I, th I think they've lost that. I think that some of the goings on without naming names are really calling into question the validity and survival of democracy. I think also capitalism has started to get a, almost too greedy. You know, you, 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 you build a business. You used to do it in order for a lot of people to, um, or at least a, as byproduct was, 
the ordinary people could be given a future, security, enough money to live and enjoy themselves. That was that was capitalism, which was a wonderful thing. Um, and I suppose it was inevitable it would go a bit selfish, but I rather think that now oh, capitalists are in it for themselves. They always were, but in it almost at the, at the expense of others. There, you see, I've gone all heavy, and I didn't mean, didn't mean to. This is a thriller. This is not like that. <laughs> and no, absolutely. I mean, it, it is good to 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 think about all those kind of elements, which I'm sure um you know you have been thinking about when you've been writing your thriller and just you know how um things do happen in life because i think you know that that is the sign of a good book although it's fiction you know it, you're still taking on board some of the elements that are already happening within yes. the landscape yeah. America. Uh, absolutely and, and what i don't know and you're making me think about it in, in a funny way is I don't know which came first. I don't know whether it's because I've been thinking about what I just said about America and, and how it's changing, not for the better, and democracy and so on. Did that lead to the story of my book? Because it's in there. Or was it the other way around? And has my interest in those things, those real things in America, been brought about by, um, by what I've written? Yeah. my head empty of it until I'd written the book and I thought oh and I started to look at the real life I don't know one can get too heavy about these things but um, the important thing is to take them in your stride as far as possible um, and if you're going to write a book about it make it a damn good read you can't wait to get to the next chapter rather than something that pontificates just like I've been doing <laughs> <laughs> No, absolutely. I, I'm really looking forward, as I said, to actually reading the book. It, it holds my interest anyway, because I do, as I said, love to, to look at the, the US and the political landscape. Yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, something like that, where there is a thriller and there's goings on in the White House, um, really appeals to, to quite a wide range of audience. Um, and I would think, actually, that Americans will want to think, you know, well, let's just have, have a bit of an escape, an escape route here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would. I've sent a, a, a copy to my sister-in-law who lives in America, my wife's sister. Uh, and she's, she gave it to somebody who, um, who said, I'm really puzzled. I don't, I don't know what to think about this because I know it's fiction. Kind of frightening. It is kind of frightening. Well, look, Peter, it's been lovely to meet you. It really, really has. And good luck with the book. As I said, I look, look forward to, to really getting a moment to read it properly. Well, very kind. Um, I, ho I hope you enjoy it. The final warning. Hope you love it. Shall I send you a copy? No, that would be lovely. Do oh, that. Why don't I do that? All right. Super. All right. Well, well, thank you for, for coming on Tea Time. Nice.